your experience only then you are supposed to talk about your experience i was very fortunate that our beloved sanji <coughs> gave me a vision of him a gracious experience and i wrote that down and i could not talk about it myself i could not convey that to all the dear ones myself that is why i wrote this down and i had given this to barbara ji which i think she had read out while i was gone and today she has asked me to read that again <clears throat> i am writing this down as i am told tell them since he left his physical body on 6 july 1997 he has blessed me with so many glimpses of him and has made it very clear to me that he is still with all of us he loves us even more and he will never forget and forsake us up until this morning in all the occasions of the gracious glimpses i got of him he never told me to share them with other dear ones or tell them but he did this morning he was doing a satsang <clears throat> he was in his most beautiful form that i have ever seen he was very gracious calm full of love and at the same time was very stern and emphatically he said you should not remain in any illusion or deception this is a path of love and faith we the jivas cannot love the master as we do not have that love within us it is the master who loves us first and through that love he creates the faith within us it is like the love of the mother you know that when a woman is expecting a child she goes through many difficult times and many times she even wishes that she were not pregnant especially during the time of the birth of the child some women even pray that it should be all over soon at that time because of the pain they may not be even worried about the soul who they are bringing into this world they only think about themselves but when the baby is born the mother cannot bear the separation from her child even for a moment sometimes they have to keep the baby away from the mother and if the mother is conscious ask her how she is feeling she feels as if a part of her body has been taken away but for the baby it doesn't matter if the nurse feeds him or any other person from the family or the hospital takes care of him when the baby is brought to the mother no matter how dirty he may be she loves him gradually the love of the mother installs the faith within the child and after that he only relies on the mother in the same way our beloved master is like the mother and he loves us despite our dirt and shortcomings he also cannot bear the separation from his children he loves us and through his love creates the faith within us for him our jo- our job is to just remain devoted to him and do what he has asked us to do since this is a path of love only the love prevails and he never uses any other way to bring his children to his feet except through the love he always do things lovingly
I was listening to him and was absorbed in his darshan. But after he finished talking, he looked at me and said, Quote, Tell them. I thought, Tell them? To whom? And why? Who is there to be told all this? But again he said, Tell them. Translate. I said this because I did not see anyone else over there. So that is why I was wondering that who is there to be told. <coughs> so I am sending this to you. I don't know the I don't know what is the message in this and for whom he has given this message. I know it is just a repetition of what he used to say in the satsangs. But I feel there is some secret in it. I want to add more one more thing. When he made me translate for him Many times I would not understand a word of what he would be saying. So once I asked him that many times I don't understand a word of what you are, what you say. He said, you don't need to, as the one for whom I am saying the things will understand himself. You just allow the master power to do the job through you. So once again I am very grateful <coughs> that he brought me to his feet and he gave me so many precious moments of his company and now his grace is even more that he is allowing us to remember him two nights ago when Bhavradi <coughs> played that satsang the commentary on the most beautiful bhajan Samande Alune after the satsang Kulvant asked me while we were driving back to our home he asked me that how do you feel when you see things like this satsang in which you are talked about, in which Sanji says that you had difficulty in translating, do you remember all what happened at that time? Do you feel that? I said, of course I remember. Of course I feel everything. It is like all the things which happened at his feet are in front of me like a movie. What else is left for us? only his remembrance and O oh Lord your remembrance has become our support <coughs> there are so many stories that we can remember there are so many things which I can tell you because you know that he was very gracious to keep me at his feet for such a long time and as he himself said in the satsang that the stories of the love of the master can never come to an end we can go on talking about his love and the stories and we will be sitting here forever but there are some restrictions there are some things which are not allowing me to tell you a whole lot of things I will tell you that in the early days when Sanji came down to Delhi <coughs> for the first time and he graciously stayed at our home for 45 days many dear ones many initiates of beloved Master Kirpal many closed associates many closed sevadars of beloved Master Kirpal came to see Sanji and Sanji would greet them lovingly he would spend a lot of time with them giving them so much love, giving them so much attention. And Sanji allowed most of us to be present there. So I started writing a diary. I started writing 
that who came to see Sanji and what they told Sanji, what they asked from Sanji and what Sanji replied. Sometimes when I would not be present there and if anyone would come to see Sanji in my absence, then Sanji would call me and he would tell me what had happened during the day, who had come and what they had asked and what Sanji had replied. So I thought that maybe what I am writing in the diary about all these people coming and all their conversation with Sanji, I was supposed to do that. And that is why Sanji is filling that up. He is telling me even about those people that I have not seen myself. So I thought that that is the reason that I am doing the diary and it is okay for me to do the diary. So I would write that. This went on for like something like a month and many people during that month had come to see Sanji. One day, Sanji saw me writing in the diary and he called me and he said, well, what is this that you are writing? I said, well, Sanji, this is uh, about all the people who have come to see you and uh, like you have told me that what you told them and what they asked you. So it is like that. He said, well, give me that diary. So he took the diary and he read a couple of pages and then he said, don't do this again. Don't write this diary again. And I was surprised because I was under the impression that the reason Sanji is telling me about the people that I was not even there, that he wanted me to keep an account. He wanted me to write down. So I could not understand. So I said, well, but why? He said that, listen, <coughs> my job is to only give the love. And no matter what you have written is all true. But this is something which has happened between me and the dear children of my beloved master. It is good for you, for your memory. But what if this thing comes in the hands of somebody else? They can misuse this. And our job is not to write the accounts. We don't want to let other people down. Our job is only to glorify our beloved master. And since you are my voice, I don't want that your name should be associated with any propaganda like this. And this can become like a source of propaganda. So don't write this diary again. And then he told me that in your life, <coughs> you will see many things which will happen between me and the other dear ones. But unless I tell you, you don't have to talk about that. You don't have to tell other people about what happened between me and the other dear ones. Because their experiences are their very personal experiences and only I should know them and only the people who are having the experience should know. But since you are my, you are my voice and you will know about them, but that does not mean that you should go on talking about it to the other people. You can talk about your experience, but not about the experiences of the other people. So this is the reason that I cannot tell you, even though there are so many stories, so many experiences of so many dear ones, which glorify the name of our beloved Master. There are so many experiences, so many incidents, which prove and which tell us that how great our beloved Master our beloved Sanji was. He is God. He was God. And He is the only God. But 
I cannot tell you anybody else's experience, but as he allowed me to talk about my own experience, I would like to share some of the stories, even though they are also very personal. But I always like to remember them and I always like to talk about them. Some of you might have heard these stories earlier, so please bear with me because I am going to tell them anyway. <coughs> the first story <coughs> which I want to share with you is from the tour of 1980 <coughs> and this thing happened right here in Vancouver. I was engaged to be married and uh, I was going to get married after the end of the tour in October and we came here sometime in the summer, I don't remember exactly which month, but when we came here, Kulwans took us, took Sanji and us to see his home and we went to see Kulwans house and when Kulwans was showing around the backyard, Sanji saw some swings and some other things which Kulwans had set up for his son. <coughs> so when Sanji saw that, he was very happy. And he looked at me and he said that, Papu, right now you are very excited about having, about getting married. But mind you that when you will have a son, you will also have to do the same things. And when he said that, when you will have the son, I became very happy. Because you know that in India, people think that if they have a son, that is something great. I mean, they, they differentiate between the son and the daughter. So to have the son as your first child is something great. <laughs> so when I heard that, Sanji was saying that when I will have a son. So I replied that, Sanji, I don't mind doing all this if I have a son. Will I have a son? He said, of course you will have a son. So when he said that with a lot of emphasis, I became even happier and I said, well, really? Do you think that I will have a son? He said, oh yeah. So then he realized that what he had said. And he said, well, Papu, you have trapped me. <laughs> but it's okay. Master Kirpal will shower grace upon you. So this happened when I was not even married. I got married in October and afterwards, I think it was more than a year after I got married, that when Raju was going to be born, <coughs> Sanji was in Delhi <coughs> and uh, we were having a program and on the last day, on the last night uh, of the program, Shashi started having the pains and she had to be taken to the hospital. <coughs> and uh, everybody was up all night. And uh, the next morning Sanji had to go back to Rajasthan. So I was shuttling between the hospital and the home because I had to go and take care of Shashi and then at this side I had to prepare everything for Sanji's trip. So just before Sanji left for Rajasthan, he asked me, so tell me what are you going to write in the cable? Because in those days the ashram didn't have the telephone. So the cable or the telegram was the only way through which I could convey the news or the message to Sanji. So he asked me that, tell me, so what are you going to write in the cable? I replied, I said, well, you know what I'm going to write in the cable. You already told me what to write in the cable. 
and he became very happy and he said well so you still remember i said yes i do remember <laughs> and that is why i was not concerned that who would be my first child whether he would be a son or a daughter i didn't have any worries or any thought about that usually people are very nervous so when i told sanjeev that and he he became very happy and happy and he said once again he said that okay master kripal will fulfill your desire and then he left and since i had been up all night i was very tired so while we were waiting outside the hospital i slept in the car and my father in law who also happened to be there did not like that i was sleeping peacefully because usually people are very nervous and especially the in-laws because in india people feel that if their daughter bears a son as her first child she will get more respect in the family so they are always very concerned always very worried so he was also worried like that but when he saw me that i was sleeping peacefully he maybe he did not like it maybe he thought that what kind of husband i am that i am not even worried about what's happening with my wife but i was content i knew sanjeev had told me that everything was going to be all right and i was going to have a son and i had faith in him so why worry so when finally raju was born my father in law came to wake me up and he said well congratulations you have a son i said okay thank you i didn't show any excitement i i didn't show any extra happiness on my face and he didn't like it <laughs> later on he to he asked me and then i had to explain to him and i had to tell him the whole story so the meaning of this story is that whatever the masters say even if it is just casually whatever they say god almighty definitely makes the words of the master they prove the words of the master to be true and those things happen sanji often used to quote from pal to sab i think that whatever the master say that has to happen the world can turn upside down the brahmand can turn upside down but the words of the master can never uh, become untrue they are always true so i am very grateful that not only he gave me so many worldly things so many spiritual things but he also kept assuring me he also kept telling me time to time time and time again he told me he showed me his real glory and he showed me that how much he cared for us i remember another incident when raju was very young and uh, he broke his collarbone and uh, i was under the instructions of sanji that i should write to sanji and tell him how the family is and how the sangat is so i had to report to him so i wrote to him in a very mild way i said that he has broken his bone i did not mention collarbone and uh, as soon as sanji got that letter he came to delhi and we didn't know that he was coming and when he came it was like a surprise to us and i asked him that why why did he need to come he said well you don't know you have become a father just now so you don't know how much the father is attached to his child i could feel the pain which you have because your son is in pain and that is why i wanted to be by your side he was such a loving father he is such a loving god we can never forget him he gave us so much how can we forget him 
he taught us so lovingly that what is santmat what is the path all about i remember him saying that santmat is not the path of becoming a master it is the path of love and the remembrance like he said in the satsangs which we have heard today and also yesterday that the stories of the love of the relationship between the master and disciple so the santmat is all about the love and the remembrance with the remembrance of the master we love him and with the love we remember him and right now we only have his support only the support of his love i would like to tell you one more thing because most of the times i have told you the stories which only talk about the good things the love the grace the happy moments but in my association with beloved sanji in my relationship with him it was not like that all the times there were rebukes there were some moments when he was unhappy with me displeased with me because i am a human being and like everyone else i also have committed so many blunders so many mistakes so many sins but even in those moments even in those occasions he was very loving he was very gracious and he taught me a lot i remember in 1977 the the very first tour after the first part of the program finished in sandbani and when we started traveling our first stop was kripalasham vermont and on that day i was very tired i was having a headache and i wanted to be just quiet but you know with being with the master you don't have any choice you cannot tell the master well okay let me have a break <laughs> it was never like that so when we were driving towards kripal ashram rasal ji was driving and i was there with him with sanji i was sitting in the back seat and sanji started talking to rasal ji i wanted to be just quiet because i was having this terrible headache but i had to translate somehow i managed that and when we got to the ashram sanji told me that i should go and have a look at the place where we are going to have the satsang and the langar and all those kind of things which i had to do and since on that tour we did not have anyone to do our cooking so pathi ji and myself used to do the cooking and all of the things which were required so as soon as we got there sanji went to his room and he started resting and i had to go and have a look at all the places and uh, the the place which they had selected for the satsang was like two blocks away from the ashram in christian and lynn's home i i think yeah so i had to walk down there and then when i came back it was like one hour since i was gone seeing all the arrangements so when i came back i was hoping that pathi ji would have at least started the stove <laughs> and at least he would have cut some vegetables <laughs> but i saw that he was also lying on the bed <laughs> and when i came back it was the time for lunch and nothing had been done 
So I got so upset. I was having this headache and then there was no food there. And uh, I remember at that time they did not even have a regular gas stove. Nina Gitana had uh, something like a wood stove in which you burn small pieces of wood. So it was going to take longer to do all the cooking. So I got very upset. And in my angry manner, I told Patiji, well, what is this? Am I the only one who is supposed to do everything? At least you could have started the fire. At least you could have cut some vegetables. I, I admit that I shouldn't have done that. I was not being loving. I was very angry. And Sanji saw that. And after a few minutes when I cooled down, <laughs> Sanji called me in. And he showed me a letter which he had just received from my father from India. I had not seen that letter. And uh, Sanjit had read that letter and he gave me that letter to read. And I was surprised that my father had written a small note for me which read, which said that dear Papu, rare are the fortunate ones who get the opportunity to do the seva of the perfect master. You are very fortunate that beloved Sanji has chosen you for his seva and you have to do this seva lovingly. <laughs> so, so when Sanji made me read that, I just read it. And then he said, well, why don't you read the last sentence again? So I read, you have to do this seva lovingly. <laughs> and then he laughed and he said, well, is this the love? <laughs> the way you were doing the seva. <laughs> so then I apologized. I realized my mistake. And then he said, he was very gracious, very loving. And he gave me a hug and he said, okay, well, I understand. You are under a great stress. You have a lot of pressure. But dear son, we have to do this seva. So try not to be angry. And Patiji is also doing his best. And I know that you have so many things to do yourself. But don't worry, everything will be all right. And you should do this work lovingly. There is another <coughs> story from 1982 <coughs> in which along with Patiji, Bant also came with us on the tour. And this time we didn't have to worry about the cooking because she was doing all the cooking. I remember we were going to Shamas and they had just finished making Sanji's house. They still had to install some windows. And uh, I think we got there after midnight. We were flying from, I think, from Los Angeles. So we flew in from Los Angeles and then we drove to Shamas. And by the time we got there, it was like past midnight and everybody was very tired. The Sevadars told me, that they were not able to complete the house, they were not able to put the windows in Sanji's, the glass windows in Sanji's bedroom. And sometimes at the night time, it gets little chilly, it gets little cold. So make sure that Sanji has some blankets in his bedroom. When we got there, it was not cold, it was like hot, because it was during the summer. So when Michael told me to have some blankets there, I took some blankets to Sanji, and looking at the blankets, he said, well, no, 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 I don't need the blankets. It is very hot. I said, but they say that 
sometimes it gets very cold in the early morning so you should have the blankets and he said no 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 i don't need the blankets so he didn't keep the blankets so i took them back next morning <coughs> there was no program so we didn't have to get up very early but sanji used to get up very early so he woke up bunt who took tea for him and since it had become cold in the early morning hours and sanji didn't have the blanket so he was uncomfortable so he was kind of upset about that and then when he went to the bathroom and i had not checked the bathroom because it was very late and i thought that well the dear ones would have done the job so i did not check the bathroom but they had made a mistake they had put the hot water tap on the wrong side instead of the left hand side it was on the right hand side and sanji wanted he was first he was cold and then he wanted some hot water and when he turned on the faucet he got only cold water so he was upset again <laughs> so when bunt took the chai the tea for sanji in the early morning she sensed that something was wrong and sanji was not in his real form i mean he was kind of upset and she could not figure out and she was afraid so she came back and uh, then since i didn't have to wake up early i just slept until say 8 o'clock or 8:30 so when i woke up the first thing i did was to go into sanji's room to ask him how was the night and how was everything this was the usual practice so when i went there i asked him i folded my hands to him and i greeted him and he he did not respond to me in a in a loving way and uh, i i felt was was there is something wrong so i asked him well okay so how was the night did you get some rest and he got upset and he said well what kind of translator you are you don't even know that what i should have in my room i said well what happened he said i was so cold and then i said but sanji i brought some blankets and you told me that you don't need the blankets he said well okay i told you not that i don't need the blanket but you should know that one needs the blanket when it gets cold <laughs> i said okay i'm sorry <laughs> and then he said and there is no hot water in the in the bathroom i said okay let me go and check i i went in the bathroom and i turned on the left hand side faucet and there was no hot water and then i turned on the right hand side and there was the hot water and i said well sanji but there is hot water in the bathroom he said where i didn't get any hot water so i said okay come with me and i'll show you so i went inside the bathroom along with sanji and i turned on the right hand side faucet and there was the hot water hot water and i said well sanji feel this is the hot water he said well how am i supposed to know that here they have put the hot water faucet in the right hand side what kind of translator you are you can't even translate that <laughs> so i mean he was saying all this he was upset <laughs> and i was amused by that so i said sanji but what does the translation have to do in this hot water thing if you don't get the hot water in the left hand side you can try anyone can try the other faucet and he will get the hot water and then he burst into laughter <laughs> so but he he was upset at me so i was kind of i mean in a way i was hurt because i felt that i was doing my best and still i was not able to please my master so i went back to my room and i shared this with bunt and patiji and 
after that they made a joke of me whenever anything would go wrong they would say well what kind of translator you are you don't even know this <coughs> so <laughs> i would say well okay well we will see the tour is not over yet and there may be some other moments i was in my heart i was hoping that maybe sanjeev will get upset at party ji and also at bunt <laughs> and i didn't have to wait for a long time <laughs> one day it was at shamas that i became sick and i was not able to go with sanjeev for doing the translation and sanjeev took yagi sharma <coughs> to do the translation and he told me to rest and i had this feeling that sanjeev would not do one full hour of satsang and he would come back earlier so i told bunt that she should not wait until the usual time of the dinner and she should prepare the food because i have a feeling that he might come back earlier and she said no 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 it's okay everything is done and i just need to make the chapatis and i just need to cut the salad and like that it's okay and she started talking with me and i during our conversation i told her many times that no 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 you should get up just just don't talk and just go and do the work in the kitchen and she said no 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 it's okay everything is done and as i was feeling sanji did come earlier and when he came he he told ban that okay dear daughter bring the food and the food was not ready because she had been talking to me and she still had to do the salad she still had to make the chapatis so it was taking like some time to get the food ready and sanji called her again and again and still the food was not ready and then finally sanji came out and he said well what is this if you can't make the food tell me i will find somebody else to do the cooking for me <laughs> and he was upset and then poor bunt i still remember her face she was so depressed she became so sad <laughs> because she was also doing her best she was also doing a lot of seva and she got rebuked <laughs> and that was her time and after that we started teasing her because they were teasing me so i started teasing her that what is this if you can't do the cooking we will find somebody else to do this seva and then party ji was becoming very happy because he was the only one left who had not been rebuked <coughs> but he had his <laughs> time too and this happened in calgary we came to spend i think the night at mansa singh's house and i remember at that time on that floor where sanji and uh, we were made to uh, stay there was only one bathroom and dear judith perkins did not like the bathroom even though mansa singh and the family and everybody had worked very hard and they had done a very good job but judith perkins was very particular about the things which sanji would use so <clears throat> after everyone had retired she went in the bathroom to to clean it all over again because she thought that since sanji was going to use that bathroom it should be very much clean now that was the only bathroom on that floor and the arrangement which we had made was that sanji would use the bathroom first and then the rest of us would use the bathroom because sanji used to get up early in the morning so sanji thought sanji also knew about this so sanji thought that i should get up even earlier than usual time so that the bathroom is free and the dear ones 
Rasalji, Patiji and me and Judith, we can have enough time to do to use the bathroom because we had to catch the early morning flight. I think we were coming to Vancouver. Remember Barbaraji, we missed the flight and we didn't make it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so instead of getting up at say like one o'clock, Sanji got up at twelve o'clock and he came to use the bathroom and he saw somebody in the bathroom. So he went back and again he came and he again heard some noises in the bathroom and then he again went back and he was kind of getting impatient. But in fact, Judithji was cleaning the bathroom. And uh, after some time when she had done the cleaning, I think it was like 2 o'clock or 2.30, that Sanji got to use the bathroom. And I mean, he had the opportunity to use the bathroom. <laughs> but by that time, what happened was that Patiji was also under the same thought. He also thought that maybe I should go and use the bathroom first. So that Russell and Papu and but they get enough time to use the bathroom. And when he came, he heard some the water running and some noises in the bathroom, so he thought that maybe Sanji was in the bathroom. But it was in fact Judith who was cleaning the bathroom. So finally when Patiji came to use the bathroom and there was nobody in the bathroom, he thought that Sanji might have already used the bathroom. He, he, could, never thought, he, would, he could never think that Judith would be cleaning the bathroom. So he thought that, party, that Sanji has already used the bathroom, so now it was okay to use the bathroom. So he went inside and he used the bathroom. And in, in the meantime, Sanji had made several trips to the bathroom. <laughs> but he could not get into it because always there was somebody in the bathroom. So finally when Sanji saw Patiji coming out, <laughs> he got very upset. <laughs> and he said, what is this? You guys always sleep until very late. And today, what is this? You are getting up so early and you are not even allowing me to use the bathroom? And Patiji, poor Patiji was so sad, he became so afraid that he had, he had displeased Sanji. And Sanji, by that time, since he had made so many trips to the bathroom, he had become so upset that he said, okay, now I am not going to use the bathroom. <laughs> so he did not use the bathroom. <laughs> and then Patiji came and he woke me up and he said, well, this is that this is what has happened and Sanji seems very upset. Maybe you should go and do something. So I went to Sanji and I said, I told him, I explained to him that what had happened. And Sanji said, no, no, no. Now I will not use the bathroom. I will not go and bathe. I will bathe in Vancouver. Okay. We should get ready and we should go to the airport. Now, I don't know how this happened, but Patiji somehow went in a different car than us. And uh, the person who was driving Patiji, he, there was some lack of communication and he could not, he, he did not remember or he did not understand that where, that where we were supposed to meet. So we arrived at the right place and Patiji's car did not get there. And by the time Patiji got there, they had closed the doors and we, we had to miss the flight. So we missed the flight and we came back to Mansa Singh's house. And I requested Sanji that, okay, Sanji, please go and take a shower. At least now we, we have the whole day here. And Sanji was so upset, he said, no, I will not bathe. <laughs> so that was the time when Sanji got upset at Patiji. So what, what I mean to say is that we all had our times with him, gracious times, loving times, the moments of happiness, 
the moments of rebuke, but in all those moments, in all those meetings and all the precious times, He gave us so much love, He gave us so much of His grace that it is very hard, it is difficult to believe that after giving us so much, He would not look at us, He would not remember us. Sometimes when we feel that what is this, five years have passed and we have not had Him again, does He remember us? Deep in our hearts, in our souls, we, we know that He remembers us. And He always answers our questions. Like in the satsang, He did say that Master and God Almighty are the only two powers who do not forget anything. They remember us. But still our mind wants to know. Because we remember all the grace, all the blessings which we have received from Him. And now, since we are not getting the same things, our mind makes us wonder if He remembers us. So this is a small question-like composition it's like a question <clears throat> even though he's answered this but still I would like to read this <clears throat> says <clears throat> all the blessings you bestowed upon me all the grace you showered on me you are the one who brought the dawn in my life do you remember Beautiful were those days, nights were fortunate too. You are the one who brought the dawn in my life. Do you remember? I always remained asleep. I always remained lost. But you always loved me. In the loneliness and in the crowd, you always embraced me. In your refuge, at your feet, I spent every moment. Your beautiful face always dwells in my heart. How close you kept me to yourself. You are my destiny. Always on my lips, your nam remains. Do you remember? In the light of the day, in the thoughts and in the fantasies, I see you every moment. You are my life. You are my story. You are the lines of my fate. When I loved you, you made me your very own. You kept me in your heart. With the colors of your love and the beauty of your grace, you adorned me. You adorned my every dream. Kissing your feet, Holding your arms, I had made my abode in your eyes. You are the one who brought the dawn in my life. Do you remember? Dear brothers and sisters, we know the answer. Of course, he remembers us. It is only because of his remembrance that we are sitting here. It is our job to remember Him, 
in fact he himself is making us remember he himself is making us pray to him so this is one more prayer like composition <coughs> which i have translated from sufi saints farid saab and bulesha <coughs> because earlier also i had translated some of the things of bulesha and they are full of the pain of separation and always asking the beloved to come back <coughs> so this is also similar thing it says oh beloved make no mistake give up the distant abode all the birds have come back to their homes why don't you feel like returning again and again love bounces back with full force and says i am yours and you are mine oh farid i will sacrifice my heart and body if the beloved comes back even once love makes the spinning wheel sorrows make the fiber the more i spin the more they become oh my friend my spinning wheel wheel is pre-